yeah. You like that? You know I had to play it. I had to bring it. We've been watching so much hip-hop stuff right now. Miriam Tazi in the house. What's up, Malcolm Riddle? You know it! And it's another show, so thanks for tuning in for another episode of American Riddle. You like Dramatic that pause? <laughs> you were just looking at me like, all right, come on, bring it in. But I brought it in. You did. Sometimes I gotta like break it down. I gotta do the I gotta do the stutter step. You know what I mean? You think I'm gonna go left, but then I go boom. I go right. What? Okay. A lot of sound effects already this morning. Oh, been, this morning. Actually, this afternoon. <laughs> By the time you guys are hearing this, it may be morning. That's right. It may be afternoon, or it may be the evening. Yeah, wow. maybe you want people want to hear your voice before they go to sleep. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you getting all like weird? That's not your voice. That is my voice. <laughs> now we try so hard. What are you talking about? Okay. No. So that's what's up. So we're back. And I think we, uh, yeah, we missed you. I don't know. I just had, I've been running. I've been, I've been, I've been going. Today I do, uh, I had some work-related stuff to do. And everything, everywhere I go. Oh, you always have work-related stuff to do. What's new with that? Everywhere I go, it takes an hour. So I'm like, uh, man, traffic I didn't think I was going to make this. Huh? Anik is just discovering how bad the traffic is here. It's, it's not just the traffic. It's just, for me, it's just distance. But yeah, traffic doesn't help. Especially when the weather breaks it's, you know, Everyone wants left to be lane out. is closed. <laughs> right lane is closed. God damn, everybody's in the middle. And everyone's fighting for, you know, jockeying for position. Yeah. So it's the worst. Uh. Wee! We're opening up to a little Eric B and Rakim. That's right. Yeah, I've been Eric. listening to that too, like constantly. Oh, as you pointed it's out just... at the top of the show, we have been submerging our minds. Hold on, <laughs> let me let me pot this down a little bit. Tricked ya. <laughs> Tricked ya. Tricked ya. Oh. Yeah. You could just keep it going, huh? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I've been yeah. dreaming about it too, so it's just a continuation. Well, you've been dreaming about it because I've sent you a couple texts to say, watch this and watch that. Mm-hmm. And then. And you I just do. <laughs> yeah, you just grab, <laughs> you just grab onto, it and your your mind like if you go to sleep. What we're talking about, people, is there are uh, there's a handful, more than a handful of lectures, mm-hmm. hip hop rap related lectures on uh, online, and uh, I don't even have it pulled up, but the mm. I guess Red Bull, right? Yeah, sponsors them. The drink. Right? Yeah, yeah, they have them there, but it's like you know, it's whatever. It's fine. I drink Red Bull too. But and you hate it, <laughs> but no, it's like these lectures and uh, what's it kind of goes to the point of us saying that there's still some hip hop stuff out there if you go digging for it. So that was when he sent me the links. I was very excited. I'm like, oh, good find. Now I'm going to educate myself. <laughs> and so there's some really important people on this on the on these lectures, um, and they're people that have a big impact through the history of hip hop. And it's kind of interesting to get. They're long. I mean, they're like an hour and a half at least. Uh, the Rakim uh, lecture and long, over two hours, three maybe? hours. Was it really? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It didn't really feel like three hours. Maybe that's just well, it was Rakim a lot. You're hearing it. Musical nerd in me. <clears throat> that's the thing. I just I do gravitate toward that stuff, and I get very wrapped up into it. And I just then I was like, oh my god, there's another one. There's another one. I need to watch them all. So yeah, it's been it's been fun. Yeah, and I mean the the Rock Kim and the the station. If you go to YouTube 
and look up Red Bull Music Academy. Mm-hmm. RBMA I mean, Lectures 2014. Oh, and it's off, it's off the hook. It's, I, I just D'Angelo's do a, was there. Was did it. you watch that yet? I haven't watched that one yeah. yet. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched most good? of it. God, yeah, I watched it really like at five in the morning. That. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> You're ahead of me. Yeah, I think I've watched most of them now. I watched the Q-tip one. Well, the Rock Him one is is just so so fascinating. He's so cool. Yeah, he is the coolest. He's. I told you, he is the coolest, most <laughs> laid back dude ever. Like he is just you. Just I was completely. Did just, you know he was that cool though? I knew he was cool, but just seeing him, like you, he, I don't really get to see many interviews like this especially this long this like in depth and really just yeah these are these are very interesting if you're into hip-hop and just if you're kind of a nerd about music you'll definitely get get involved and just but, be wrapped up into and it. everything every every enough, way that he pre- presents himself sucked in on on his albums it rings true so of course we had an idea but i've never really watched a uh, a full three hour conversation with him right you're just i didn't even know he's they in were, the living room it's like he's hanging out in your living room i didn't even know they were out there so i was just googling and i was i was on youtube sometimes i'll just youtube like usually I, I look up krs or something like that and i'll just put an artist name in and look up interview and whatever pops up and i'll watch it in this case when it said three hours i knew <laughs> it was a gem oh, it was like a diamond in a rough yeah it was it was it, it who gets that much time with oh. him you know what i mean <laughs> I was beside myself. I can't even begin to just tell his you. Just presence for that long, and just I'm happy just thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, so I streamed it. Look, her hands are Thanks, up. Thanks, girl. She got some, some tea. ginger tea. Thanks. It's, it's ginger. Ginger. It's fresh ginger tea. And I could smell it. You know, uh, we have a kitchen in the studio. A kitchen. <laughs> so we, we've got a very nice studio, people. <laughs> and I could smell something in the studio, and I just stopped while I was, you know, warming up the mics. Plugging in the mixer, you know, I, something overcame me. It started, you know, uh, uh, wrapping itself around my face and, and going into my nose. And I was like, what the, what, what? And, and Marion was watching me and I was like, I smell. Because he's talking to himself and sniffing the air. I couldn't figure out this because my mind, I got a thousand things going on in my head. As this always. was not in your head. This is out loud. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes I do talk out loud. My thoughts. <laughs> I was like, I smell. And she goes, ginger? And I was like, ginger. <laughs> it's like sushi or I was something. like, sushi. Some, something I smell. Ginger tea. And it's tea. Uh, soothing tea. Mm-hmm. It's and good the, for your and, throat. And, and the girls in the studio mm-hmm. mm, were kind enough to fix me the first cup. Yeah. They were going to try to doctor it up, but I wouldn't allow it because I, I drink everything straight mind. now. If I drink coffee, I drink it black. If I drink... Uh, Tea. I used I, don't, I used to put like uh, sugar and stuff in my tea, but I don't do that anymore. I like honey. I like honey. Sometimes tea. I'll add a little honey or maybe a touch of lemon, but then that takes away from. I knew this was going to be a special tea, so I, I want. Well, ginger is also really really good for you. So this is a way to kind of yeah. cleanse the insides a little bit. But, but uh, there's ginger juice in some places. A lot in of West stuff. Africa. I don't doctor up anymore. Like rice, I used to put stuff on it. Now, you know, it, at best, yeah, I, yeah, you like plain stuff. At, at best, I'll put you know maybe a touch of butter and salt, pepper. But uh, yeah, well, I used to put sugar on rice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I used to put like sugar a, until until I found honey out honey is good on rice too. Actually, don't do that because I was over a buddy of mine's house back in I think it was circa nineteen eighty seven. Buddy named Wilbur Cho. Mm. Wilbur and them were Chinese, and. Uh, 
I was over at his house. We'll get back to the hip hop. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I was going to drink my tea. Yeah, yeah don't worry. I'm not going to give up on that. And I was over at his house and it's Flint, Michigan. And uh, his, uh, I think his parents are, were first generation uh, or they came over here because he was first generation born here in America. But uh, his parents, uh, I don't know if they invited me over to dinner or I just happened to be there mm, around convenient. dinner time, mm. which <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the time. Dinner ah, time. Look who's here. <laughs> and, and his dad, uh, Wilbur Cho's dad, I don't know if he thought that highly of me because he thought I was a street kid. He thought I was like a street hustler, a street kid, street worker. Uh, you know, and, and he, he called me, he, his nickname for me in Chinese, I don't speak Cantonese or Mandarin. I'm not even sure which, which one's which. But his nickname for me, Wilbur told me later on that, was the corner kid. And the I was corner like, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the kid's on the corner, you know what I mean? In the, <laughs> in the, in the B-boy dance. stance, you know what I mean? Chilling. I'm glad I didn't have tea in my mouth. So, like so I didn't take that, you know, as a stab at your boy. I was like, yeah, that's right. I'm representing. You know, he was talking, you know, very young Malcolm Riddle at the time. Mm. So I remember, you know, he said, you know, it's around dinner time. How did you know he was calling you that? That his friend he, tell you? Yeah. That your friend told you? Well, he told me after we sat down and started eating. And I asked. <laughs> and this was tradition. This was a very traditional Chinese family. Can you say Chinese? Is it? You can say Chinese, if, right? If they're from China. Okay. This is a very tradi- <laughs> traditional Chinese family. Table. You know what I mean? Four people. Mom, dad, Wilbur, myself. Traditional and, with you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know, they got the, you know, the, the chopsticks, the whole nine, okay. the soup, you know what I mean? Okay. The, the meat, the rice, and everyone's eating and I'm looking around, you know, for something. They knew I was looking for something as I usually do when I sit, I'm seated at a table. It's not my home. Uh, Were you looking for gravy? Yeah, something to put on top. The butter, the sugar, and I asked out loud. I was like, "Yeah, butter, sugar," and everyone just stopped. You know, when you hear that, everyone was eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just went silent. Oh, yeah. For the yeah. rice. Yep. And I wanted the sugar, and they was like, "Yeah, they they're puzzled, puzzled." That's not even the right. I might even not even close. It was just. It was just so bizarre. And uh, after dinner, I, I can't remember if I can't remember if I. Got the sugar or not? Think I think they did. I think they did accommodate my needs. But after I was the talk of the uh, the evening mm. conversation of the evening was the corner kid they put sugar on <laughs> rice, and so Wilbur came back. I think we were riding around in his uh, his eighty uh, six red Fiero Pontiac Fiero. And he was taking me back to the south side of Flint. Mm. He told me that this was you know a bit frowned upon in their community, and. Uh, you know, Culture I, I don't think I was ever invited back to dinner really? or sat at the table again. But I never since then. I I uh, I think I might have went. You know, a stretch longer with uh, sugar on the rice. But I, I quit. I quit doing it every time. I every time I eat rice, I think about Wilbur Cho. Really, it's like and his and his dad. Yeah, and the and, and, and the corner kid. <laughs> the corner kid. True story. Interesting. Yeah, we, were, we rode back it, and he told me he broke it down in the Pontiac Fiero. You know, it was uh, yeah, it was eye opening. Mm. We probably were listening to Rock Kim on the way back. 
Straight up. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. So sorry to deviate off this subject, but <laughs> that's what we do here at this podcast. Spice. This tea has a little bit of Ginger spice to it. Ginger is spicy. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing. The longer it, it boils, wow. the stronger it is. That's potent. It's maybe too strong. Maybe that's why you need the honey to kind of mellow it out. No, I'm good with it. Soften I got to taste it, it all. I got to know what's going mm. on. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, the What do you mean? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, I'm telling you, she's tripping people. She's, you are. <laughs> I'm telling you guys though, if you if you get a chance, go to Red Bull Music Academy. Getting back on the hip hop thing, yeah. And we talk a lot about a hip hop on this show. Yep. I mean, it's the a things. central theme. You know what I mean? Classic hip hop. Even you know, I like some of the new stuff that's out there. But like Miriam said, like you said, talking like you're not here. Uh, the uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. The, the uh, the, the the stuff that's out there, you do have to find the programming. I mean, I, I don't well, want- you have to share it too. See, that's what I do. Yes, what I appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm I continue sharing it too. I shared it with a couple of people I speak about hip hop with at work and things like that, and they were just like, "Thank you." Yeah. I was like so excited. Yeah, but sometimes I wait to share it. Like, like I didn't share it with you for about a day because I just wanted – it was this – it was. You want to leave me hanging? Well, you have the power. That's yeah, what it is. It was, it was like a treasure. I have that. Yeah. It was like if – So I, you see why people is, hide scrolls and this stuff? This is mine. <laughs> this, is, this is mine. Only and then I, I know this. Yeah, and then I come to my senses and I'm like, this is on the internet. I mean, come on. What am I doing? And then, you know, the KRS one I waited a couple of days to, to share with you. I gave my son – gave it to my son. I was like, here, you got to look at this, all of it, and understand the power. You know, you got to know. Mm. But Rakim was dropping knowledge. Of course. Straight up. And cool. We knew he was cool. Okay. How many times have I talked about him on the, on the podcast? How many times? I mean, pretty regularly. Okay. So, <laughs> so and how many times have I told the story with the first time I saw him Pretty live? regularly. Right. Impacted my life, right? You know? Well, me too now when you say it with the no sweat. When you he know, came out. Just, yeah, cool. I still think, yeah. Cool. Right? <laughs> But remember how you were talking about how he explains how he wanted to change it up, you know, and be more laid back and chill. And he talked about it in the studio when he first laid his track, like sitting back, and he just sat on the couch. He sat on the couch. Even the way he was sitting, though, listening to his own music. And, and the, the producers was like, hey, can you liven it up a little bit? You want to stand up and, and, and spit your rhymes? No. And he was like, nah, man. <laughs> you know, this is the way I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, word You'll up. You'll understand. That. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get it. Yeah. Word up. He, Let me finish and then, you know, we'll go over He punctuated it. everything with word up. You know what I mean? He was just oh, like. yeah. He's old school. Just great New York. God damn. And then he was, you know, who raps on a, on a couch? Rock him. In the studio. He's just like, the give greatest. me the mic. And then it was after they laid the track. And they were still complaining. The producers were still, Marley Mall and everyone was still tripping. And they were like, uh, you know, we got to get you in, in more involved in it. Get you more pumped up. MC Shan was on, on his back about it. And then after, after they listened to it, after it was all said and done, he was right. Yeah. He was right. Yeah. You know, so like when I, that first time I saw him, it was the same thing because, you know, I sound like a broken record, but fuck it. I'm going to tell the story again. Literally, everyone that came before was sweating. They were dropping rhymes. They were running around the stage. I mean, it was it was just chaos. And, and, and understand this. In 1986, 1987, 1988, that whole time period. 
there wasn't a lot. There was no internet. Okay, there was no internet. There Can was, you believe it? Yeah, there was no <laughs> phones, <laughs> no smartphones. If you're lucky, you found like a, a a magazine. You know what I mean? I think it was called Fresh Magazine or something like that. It was it was a couple magazines in, in print, but there was no way for us to connect with that outside of you know Thursday night, Friday night, listening to uh, uh, the Wizard DJ in uh, Detroit or or who was it? What was the guy's name in uh, Saginaw, Michigan? I think it was the Boogie. Those shows that would come on for Friday night and the weekends, you know, we get a little taste, and then we we might have boys that you know go to New York or something and have stories. People went to Philly. I got family in D.C. VA. But far as big venues and concerts and clubs like you have now, like especially with rap music, we have to be in the know. You have to be in the neighborhoods. So when they came to town, right, and everyone, we were out of our minds. We went out of our minds. (laughs) Right, you're talking the, you're talking the Beastie Boys. Think about this, the Beastie Boys in '87, '88. Ooh, <laughs> licensed to ill Beastie Boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I. I think can ab- only I can only imagine. Think about seeing that show for a minute. I don't want to because it's not possible. This today. is where you pause. Yeah. And drool. And think about it. <laughs> It doesn't even exist. You know, like they got stuff, Rock the Bells and all this stuff now. Yeah, and they fucking cancel that because, shit because the tickets aren't selling because KRS? people don't want – people It's just people don't understand anymore. Mm. The music – That lecture with KRS, he talks about yeah. it. And he talks about his BS. You know, it's, it's not the real deal. It's not the real deal. So, um, so yeah, the uh, at that time, it was just electrifying and the artists – Felt the same way. It 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 it, it, it oh, would manifest on stage, except, <laughs> except when Rakim took the stage, and Rakim took the stage, and it was just it just it just a calming, a cool, <laughs> like air came down and just it was just so, <laughs> and everything just stopped, and it was he got on the crate and he kneeled down and was just rapping. It was just, it was just, it was just, I don't know, it was just mind blowing. It was just, it was so different when someone does something that's just not the norm. I mean, yeah, that's you, what lasts longer. That was his whole point in his lecture too. And his lecture also, he brought up guys like Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. and, and people like that that did something that was so radically different. And it might not even be radical. It was just everyone wants to sound like everyone else, and it's it's, it's, it's just the different norm. for the yeah. For and when the, Marvin Gaye would drop stuff, it was just not. And that's, well, th- what's going on is that whole thing. That album he wanted. He was like, it was. It's my best album, and they were not going to release it. They weren't. They Motown didn't want to. No, it's like really. This is a masterpiece. That's one of the albums I would like to listen to before I die. You know, like one of the last things, or something I would take with me on an island or something. You know. It's definitely one of the one of the classics in my my music repertoire. So yeah. What else? What else stood out in, in that interview or that lecture that you may have learned, or just kind of anything in particular? I mean, for, for me, it was you know it, it was more of a confirmation of stuff I knew, especially when he talks about and he didn't name any names, but he did talk about biting oh, yeah. and how MCs now do bite and how people do sound a lot alike. You know what I mean? And he, he went into his style and how people have copied his style. But when you look at 2000, 2015 artists in any any you know genre, uh, it, 
it's a lot of the same old same. It's just a copy after a copy. And no one is, is willing to take that risk to yeah. be different. Yeah, that was something that I really liked. Um, just how he kept in, insisting on being unique, being you, giving yourself a voice. Everyone thinks differently. No one can think like me, you know, or no one can think like you. So not trying to imitate and not trying to sound like something else, but try to be more creative in your own right basically so he was he kept pushing that and he was like that was the whole point of longevity is some something being so different and some of the stuff i didn't like i totally forgot about like how close he was to the juice crew marley mall biz markey big daddy king i mean that whole crew from queens bridge and queens bridge for those of you guys listening it's uh the queens bridge projects i mean if you know anything about rap music in a whole you know that's queens bridge produced nas uh, and I'm sure every anyone listening knows Nas. I mean, he's as relevant as he was then as he is now. Well, that's another really good documentary we need to talk about. Oh, the Illmatic. <clears throat> yeah, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's currently on uh, cable now. I think Showtime or, or something. Uh, Nas the Illmatic. You can get it on iTunes, uh, Amazon also. Uh, look that up because that's that's a fascinating look. But when you go into and you go into their 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 era, their time, my time actually, where it was before. I mean, so many years before the internet. Like you, you just had to network. Yeah. And his connection was at that time. I think was Biz Markey, right? So he would go up to I think Biz's school, and uh, I think it was, was it Staten it was just- Island. Long Island, Staten Long Island, Long Island, and he would uh, Biz would let him in, and he, he it sounded like my school. Like we had security guards, the doors locked, the whole nine, and uh, and. It was just a, it was a sh- different environment because that's all brothers would do. We go to the bathrooms, we go to the gym, we find a corner, and then, you know, motherfuckers yeah. would just produce. <laughs> you would just lay it all out, you know, your crew, and you'd represent your neighborhood. It was just, it was a, you know, as I reflect back, it, it was, and I knew at the time I was just one of the reasons that I when I moved back to Flint, Michigan to finish my uh, uh, high school education was for that reason. There was It was a time and it was a, a, a period where there was so much going on as far as the cult, the birth of a culture. The soul. And I couldn't, I didn't have any resources to go to the West Coast at the time or, or New York, but that was, you know, that was my home and that was just, yeah, that was <laughs> talking with my hands and she's pointing it out. <laughs> Uh, it's like he's squeezing Paul's. Yeah, it's it, it, it was where it was it was a it was a point in my life where I just had to had to make it make a make a decision and make it make a choice and make a move. You know, I think I've talked about this on a podcast because I was I came down to VA when uh, my parents split up and I think we were living in Texas at that time. And I uh, came back to VA and stayed. And I just, I, you know, even since I've been here in Virginia, I've never felt one with Virginia. You know, I, I love Virginia. I've got family here in Virginia, but I've never really, on a creative level, and and create my, I believe my creative, um, uh, my creative energy and juices and soul spills over into my professional soul. Has always felt kind of suffocated. In Virginia, like I could do things, I could make moves because I know people and I'm connected, but I couldn't really, I've never felt like I could really expand. So at that time when we moved from Texas, even as a a teenager, I knew 
that uh, coming back to Virginia, it wasn't wasn't going to benefit me as a in growth. Mm. It, it just I, I, it wasn't. And I remember my grandfather coming down, and the uh, the opportunity to go back, I jumped on it. My, my older brother and I, and my mom at the time, I think you know we were all going through a very hard transition. I mean, it was it was tough. Now that I'm thinking about it, where she had four boys and to provide for them when you had a provider, meaning a husband, it was very challenging. So my older brother and I, it's not like we sat down and we talked about, oh, we're going to make it easy and blah, 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 blah. But we didn't put up a fight. We were like, here's the choice. We'll leave the two younger ones with my mom and then we're going to go up to live with my grandparents back up in Flint. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you could, you could feel the energy Flint was, was going through a, a difficult time as they are now, you know, when you think about it, cause it was right, right in, at the, at the prime, if you could, if I could use that word, uh, word of, um, of course, hip hop and the crack e- epidemic, mm. I mean, crime ran rampant. <clears throat> it was all over the place. I mean, you know, it was it was. It it's tough. It's like hand in hand, you know. It's around it, the same time and oh, stuff. I mean, the the '80s itself. It's weird because I see movies now, and you always see these movies of these. Uh, usually, it's like some crazy old person or some crazy old chick or something like that in a movie where they're making fun of her because she's still stuck in the '80s. You've seen them, right? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Not okay. a chick, but okay. <laughs> but I, big hair, shoulder pads. <laughs> I don't need shoulder pads. No, you don't. But mm. so, but I talk about the eighties a lot. But I I don't talk when I do talk about the eighties itself. It's more because it's the birth of a lot of stuff. That era, you know, it was the. It wasn't really the I can't say it's the birth of hip hop because it was seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was I came up in that era too. God, I'm old. And old man. All right. But 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 the eighties was my birth, you know, as a young man, you know, as a child to, you know, young adult, and of course going into adulthood. But at that time it was still in its in its infancy. And to be a part of that, you could see that it was growing. You know what I mean? I mean, you had all. I mean, you, and it's not just hip hop. I mean, you, you take, you take, uh, you know, the whole uh, Michael Jackson. You had Mike Tyson in entertainment. You had, you had so many different things going on that were just. It was a very creative, uh, yeah, an explosive yeah. time period. And you, and you had good and you had bad. You had a lot of different things and and. Uh, in the rise of a lot of different technologies, uh, uh, cell phones and beepers and, you know, all that stuff was just, just in its just raw state. Very Everything was clunky. You know what I mean? Everything. That's true. It, you know, it was just, it, it was. <clears throat> definitely more sleek now. Yeah. Now, if you go back into the 70s, of course, um, I think it was the end of the 70s. I don't know. I'm trying to think what was my first taste of hip hop. Who was yours? Do you remember? Let me think. The first thing. The first thing I did, I was, it was the late 70s. It was early That's, 80s, actually. It was actually yeah. the early 80s. I was in. I was living in Marin County. 
in Mill Valley. And uh, we had this uh, we had this station wagon. We had this station wagon with wood grain on the side mm-hmm. and an eight-track player, <laughs> Ford, right? And we were living in Mill Valley, and uh, it's a really exclusive part of California outside of the Bay Area, mm-hmm. San Francisco. I mean, it's I, uh, George Lucas. I would see him daily, right? It was, it was not – Far from Skywalker Ranch, I would see Robin Williams. Okay, mm-hmm. as a kid, I'd be walking around, and uh, a couple times I saw Robin Williams. One of the times he smiled at me and waved me like I was like Mork, <laughs> Mork. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Mork was a direct connection to the Fonz, right? <laughs> so for me, these were huge, huge things. Uh, same thing with Skywalker Ranch at the time. Mm. Still is, but that's another story. <laughs> so excited! I'm not going to get into that right now. But oh, uh, but my first taste. And this isn't really going to be all hip hop podcast. I don't think people, but mm. pretty much is already. It's okay. It's okay. Don't <laughs> worry. Don't be counting the minutes, Mariam Tazi. I'm just Ain't that type checking. of show. I'm just checking the. Uh, we were riding around. My mom, we were, I think we were listening to, to a local radio station. I can't remember what the station was. Uh, but uh, we were listening. We were driving really nice out, about 70 degrees, really nice. I remember it was nice because the window was down. And I, I heard Planet Rock. Okay. They played Planet Rock, Africa, Africa Bambada. Blew my mind. <laughs> Blew my mind. The cool thing about it was my mom, she liked music. Like mm-hmm. she would always listen to Peaches and Herb. She would always be listening to Motown. Like all, she always listened to a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? And it was the music was always on, whether my old man, my brother, there was always a lot of music going on. I, I really couldn't connect to a lot of it. You know, like I, I'd pick up the melodies and stuff like that, but I didn't really connect until I heard Planet Rock. And when I heard Planet Rock for the first time, Planet Rock probably had been out. I don't know. When did Planet Rock come out? I don't remember. We'll find out. Let's see. Oops. It's YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about the time I was in California. Um, What year? Recorded in 81. Mm. And uh, it says it's released... In 82. And that's about the time I was in Mill Valley. I heard that for the first time. And 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 I lost my mind. From the inside. <laughs> I didn't make a noise. Because I didn't know what I was hearing. I had a big afro. A very, very big afro. The afro was. At that time. Was so big. It started to part in the middle. <laughs> started to droop sometimes, right? And then for some reason, you know, I wouldn't get it cut because there was no, at that time, I don't know why, like we had all this money living in Mill Valley, but there was no barbershops around. And I just rocked this afro. (laughs) There was basically a style from the 70s, but I kept it. And it would get so big. And sometimes my mom would cut it and I would be courageous enough to let her cut it. But she never could cut, right? Oh. She, she would try, God bless her soul. But it was, it was a tough task, right? Yeah, it's not easy. It ain't easy. No. So I just, you know, I'm going to let it grow. You know? But <laughs> it, it would grow very big. It was like, 
I had an afro like Juan Epstein's from Welcome Back, Carter. You don't have your. No, I don't have my too much. Technology. But if you Google Juan Epstein, it'll it'll show you the the type of fro I had, um, and so much so it, it would start to start to split because it would it would be heavy. It would, I don't have tight curls. I have I have you know I have large larger curls. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, I, re- I remember. Why was I talking about afros? I can't remember. I just got totally sidetracked. My point is... I'm looking at pictures. Oh, I know what I was saying. The point I was trying to make was I lost my mind from the... Yeah. <laughs> and he almost looks like me. Same color. Juan Epstein. <laughs> he's got the he's got the vest, the, the denim. The denim. There are some... <laughs> everyone from that era, Miriam Tazi, had a very similar look. Yeah. With sleeves cut off. Look at him. That's me. <laughs> He's got the shades in there too. Yeah, it's Juan wow. motherfucking Epstein. Hmm. So, I know poor little out for Juan Epstein because he passed recently. Wow. Mm. So, yeah, when I mean I lost my mind from the inside, I didn't know what I was hearing. All I knew is that I was absorbing something, and it was something magical to me because it took my mind to a different state, it put hmm. me in a different place. I was very awkward, awkward. So much so that I rocked an afro so big that it again it started to come down. It started to get heavy. I was uh, isolated in many ways and, and withdrawn from uh, um, other kids. And I've talked about this on the, on the podcast too. We moved around a lot, but uh, once I heard that, it took my mind to a different place, and I was able to. Imagine and reimagine different states of consciousness. I would, I would take it would take my imagination that song, and it still does to this day. <laughs> that song, when I put it on, I is it, as crazy as it sounds. I am able to feel as though I'm able to manipulate time and space and become one with that song. And that wow. song did it to me. It's the craziest thing, though. And whenever I hear that it's song, amazing. I guess, or it's just insane. <laughs> but uh, say that, but but when I'm not kidding. But whenever I hear that song, I can think a thousand thoughts in a, in a second, and and be a thousand places within that second, and it just takes me there every time. I don't know why. I don't. Even, I can't even explain the feeling of what how that song. And it's not. It, I don't play that song every day. Like sometimes it's on my, it's on, you know, I've got the MP3 of it and sometimes it comes up and, you know, I'll listen to the whole thing. I mean, and there's so many different versions of it. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that blows your mind. <laughs> so this gets much deeper. And I believe me, I wasn't smoking weed then or now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't doing mushrooms. I was introduced to weed in, in, in Mill Valley, uh, but never, 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 never took part of any of that stuff. Um, uh, didn't drink nothing, so I wasn't tripping on anything outside of just the growing pains of a of a young boy. Mm. Yeah, the weed story was was crazy. I mean, we were we'd go on field trips, look at whales. You know, I never seen a whale. It's from Flint, Michigan. What the <laughs> fuck? And I remember we, there was a kid that lived down the hill. We lived on the side of a mountain, Mill Valley, and we were like, yeah, you can drive. And his older brother was going to drive to the field trip. So he they had a BMW, right? You know, it's like a it was like a, a eighty something BMW. We just got. It. I was like, God, really? You can drive? Didn't even we could even 
leave school and go off campus for lunch. Unheard of. <laughs> yeah, no. Unheard of back then. I do. <laughs> I'm sure maybe they can do it now. I don't know. But if you're in high school. No, I don't even think you can. In, in high, high school, school, you could in high school. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think so. If yeah. you had a car. They had no car. No. Well, yeah. This, they had a BMW. And I remember we were going on the trip and uh, Mike, I can't remember his last name. Blonde haired dude. You know what I mean? I always thought he reminded me of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so, yeah. So so we get in the car. We're going to go watch the whales. Uh, they're playing the Rolling Stones, right? Right? They're playing the Rolling Stones come on. And he turns around and goes, dude. Right? <laughs> This is what I see, and it's a doobie, right, in his hand. It's just like that. And I'm thinking, motherfucking Luke Skywalker <laughs> is giving me some weed, right? And I don't even think I called it weed. I think my mind was saying marijuana because <laughs> my old man, prior to, had always told us that drugs, bad deal, evil, blah, 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 right? Don't do them. You'll lose your mind. You know what I mean? They'll kill you. Just all the stuff that just scares the bejesus out of you. So when he turned around in that second, right, and I was able to process what the hell was in his two fingers mm. and him saying, dude, <laughs> right? I remember clenching up against the back seat, <laughs> right? I pushed my back deep into the BMW seat, right? And I could smell the smell of that style of leather, or whatever type of material it was. I don't even know what it was, but I remember. And I pushed myself into the back of it. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, just sh- I just shook my head really fast. You know what I mean? No. No, no, no. no, no. And my fro was, was jiggling. So it was uh, it was weird. But I, A, I didn't, didn't want to die. This is what I thought. Okay. Didn't want to die, and I didn't want to catch all the hell in the world if my old man thought, which I think outweighed death. Oh. I think that's always been <laughs> uh, uh, a factor of uh, me, uh, a deterrent of me not doing uh, uh, drugs when I was a kid. Because uh, death, you know, you can deal with. But the beating from the old man, I didn't, I didn't need that in my life. I wow. didn't want that. So Your dad did good. Fear. Yeah. Fear. <laughs> fear goes a long, long way. I mean, I'm way. still a little afraid of my father. I'm going to go see him. I'm, you know, it's like I've been summoned. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He's like, you're coming. I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, yeah. I'll be there. Whatever. I'll be there. Yeah. So, so it's just the way. Respect. <laughs> yeah. It is. Then you respect fear. Is respect. Um, yeah. I don't know. Eh. Hey, you got to respect fear. I just respect and and, and I'm fearful. Yeah. If, if I do yeah, because you don't know what the fuck could happen. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when the first time when you see somebody just lose their minds outward, right? Well, no, yeah, because my, like, yeah. Jesus my Christ, why is he choking soft, her? <laughs> really soft <laughs> voice and all of a sudden fuck? the eyebrows, yeah. the eyes. They get louder. They <laughs> yeah. What? It's like a different... Yeah, the house shakes. And you're I don't like, need okay. That, I don't <laughs> need that stress. You know what I mean? It's a lot of stress for kids to deal with. Medium. Yeah, I don't need it. Or when, if they hit something, boom! Oh, oh, wait, yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Things in... How do I say it today? Things in just got real. There was a lot... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so not good. <laughs> <laughs> so when, wait a minute. So you're trying to tell that. me <laughs> before they weren't real, now they're fucking real. 
things that got real. Shit that got real. I think that's what... <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Real. Or it's just real. What? It's been real. Let me tell you what my life is when I was a teenager. The shit I had to go through. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm thinking about starting a segment on the pod. Actually, there's two segments. I'm suffocating right now. I'm totally suffocating because I can't. I got so much stuff on my plate that it's hard for me to be as create or creative at all, even just to do this show. But I, I've, I've been thinking about doing this uh, show or this segment on the uh, podcast where I uh, I write stories. I want to chronicle. Mm. Chronicles. Okay. I will chronicle <laughs> some of my stories and put them in writing, and then have someone else read them. And it, <laughs> like literature, you know what I mean. But it'd yeah. be an excerpt, so it will be a part, and it would be a reading where I'll put it in. I, I, I'm thinking about calling it. Uh, I can't remember what I said. I was thinking I need to write this stuff down because I just have all these thoughts in my brain. On top of doing, you know, you need a recorder. I have. <laughs> Everything I have in front of me, Miriam, records. Yeah, and you don't. <laughs> Everything I fucking have. Yeah, but you don't use it like that. I don't want to. You don't want to be that guy with the memo? I don't, man. I want to write. I just want to write it Do down. Do you have time man. to write? I don't. Exactly. I don't. So, my point is. I don't, but I'm not going to go back and try to find the. Let me, have you seen my desktop? Have you seen this desktop? It's so much stuff, and I'm I'm juggling. I'm driving from here to there, and trying to sell this and that, and you know, trying to get to this job and that job. And it's just like, if I, you know, just need that time and space where I can just create, and it'll be something good. But I can't find. It's hard to. It's it's difficult. It's very challenging to find the time mm. to do it. But uh, yeah, Noted. I've been thinking about different. Uh, different segments and one of them is that one and i think i'm gonna uh, uh title it something like um either this in 1980 or in the 80s back back in the 80s again something like that where it will be <clears throat> stories that, that experiences that i went through in my life that i think are, are pretty pretty amusing if nothing less it, it, it amuses me <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it will uh, – these experiences will um, have happened within that period of time, but not so much within that period of time. It could be something that happened in the 70s, and it was only until the 80s that I was able to understand what happened in the 70s. It'll be a direct link and also from the 90s and moving forward. So it's not just stuck there. I mean, it's not just um, – I'm not just saying that – does this make sense? Or am I a rambling madman? No, I'm, I'm listening to the final – So the story itself is centered. The nucleus, if you will. Mm. The nucleus is the, the 80s. Okay. But it's able to project backwards and forward within that storytelling. So I'll take all these different stories. I'll write, you know, a uh, you know par- an excerpt of the the story, and then I'll have someone like Greg or whomever you. It could be anyone. Each time it'll be a different narrator, mm-hmm. and that'll be within the show or within an episode. Not every show, because God knows when I'll have time to write this stuff. Yeah. 
You know what hmm. I mean? A lot of times I tell these stories anyway. I was going to say. Within the show. Yeah. And then it comes out and it's like, all right, I would like to, if I had the time, I would like to write this down and then have that part. Like there's another thing I've got someone working on now, another uh, segment, and it's, we've talked about this and I've talked about this on a podcast. It's called uh, A Flintstone's Paradise. And a Flintstone is someone from Flint, Michigan. So it's a it's a parody of a gangster's paradise. Mm. So I got a buddy of mine. He's working on the song right now, the intro song. And it's basically a parody of that. Uh, but uh, Flintstone's Paradise will be people telling stories of their experiences in, uh, in but not limited to Flint, Michigan. Because there's a Flint attitude. It's like a Jersey attitude. You know what I mean? You know, it's like an attitude, a Moroccan attitude. You know what I mean? When you say, oh, you could be from Morocco. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. A Flintstone, Flintstones are all over. So it's not just limited, but it's still a Flintstone paradise. Mm. So that's something to look forward to. I like that. I do too. Mm. Think about this stuff. I know. But I just, I just don't have to. <laughs> well, now that it's recorded on the podcast, you're kind of. Spicier. You know, yeah, it's been sitting longer. Now it's a kind of a commitment, the fact that you mentioned it. Yeah, so well. Hopefully you'll be able to follow through. I mentioned shirts and other things on the podcast too. And well, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. He's putting it out there. Mm. I want an American Riddle shirt. God damn, I do too. Shorts. You with the American Riddle on the back by the butt. You know what I mean? You know how they do it? I don't need all that. I don't need more attention to my butt. I need it. <laughs> I want to see P. I want to see the stamp. I mean, I'll wear them for you to advertise, but I like the idea of the back too, just even on the shirts. But yeah. Soon it ain't enough. easy. Soon enough. Yeah, it ain't easy. It's just, um, you know. It's a matter of committing to it and uh, and doing it, seeing it through, you know. Yep. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's it's a, it's an evolution. It's not uh, it's not something that I'm able to, you know, delegate and have people do it, you know, for because every there are people that say, oh yeah, I'd like to do this, I like to do that, getting more involved. But it's like you know, I I got to find time out of the day to. You know, be able to produce something, produce it's something that, uh, you know, I'm satisfied with. And I'm satisfied with every podcast, but at the same time, it's 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 challenging because sometimes I'm just in – like the last episode, I wanted to recap on certain things, but I couldn't because I was in a, I was in a mood. And within that mood, I started, you know, I was stuck on the, the – and I'm glad I talked about it, the, the racism in America. And it's just – you can tell, you can feel that type of energy. You know what I mean? You know? Mm-hmm. But I would like to have a more structured uh, setting. You know, and it's good to talk about serious things like racism in America. God knows. I mean, did you see the article on the news? Which one? <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks is writing, they're writing something on the, on the, on the cups no. so they can encourage the conversation of race. Oh, Starbucks. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't need I don't need Starbucks to encourage anything but make a good cup of coffee. They can't even do that. No. So they're gonna, <laughs> he's gonna talk about race. Wow, that's weird. No, I have not heard anything about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is okay, about race together. Okay, so they're writing uh race together on the side of the cups or it's being printed or something like that. Let's see what it says, but this isn't. I can't read that fast. Race together. 
I don't know. It's some. It's a, it's a campaign that Starbucks is kicking off. Uh, where they're writing uh, something on. Uh, yeah, race together relations by scribbling race together on customers' cups. CEO Howard Schultz says he was inspired to launch the idea after an an, an impromptu impromptu form with some employees in Seattle in December. Blah, 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 blah. Here it is. It is. It's unclear who Starbucks is aiming for this campaign. Look, if you are, look, look, do we need, I'm all for healthy discussions, uh, but uh, come on, man. I mean, maybe Starbucks sales are down or something like that, and they need to get in the news or something like that. Their coffee sucks. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if if Starbucks itself is the 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 front runner to 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 have an open dialogue about race. It right. I, 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 it's not it who I'm looking for no. for the solution. <laughs> no. It's like you know me going into McDonald's and trying to find a solution for losing twenty pounds. That's bizarre. It's not going to happen. That's really weird. You know what I mean? It's like all right, well, just just stick to making a good cup of coffee. All right, get off my back. I don't need this. When I, you know, I, I got stuff in my mind when I'm going to get a cup of coffee. I don't even go there for coffee. You know, <laughs> would so you I'm go there for that? I'm though? not going there for race, <laughs> for information. You know what I mean? or the t- no, they don't give a shit anyway. No, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. No, I don't understand half the shit people do or say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't. If their if their their intention is just, that's fine. But I don't think they really need to get engaged within the political form. If they want to get engaged in the political form, they can do like other corporations do and invest their money mm-hmm. into the uh, yes, yeah. If they want to do that, but I mean, if they want to do something, go to Chicago or somewhere. You know what I mean? Or, or send aid to Africa or do something like that. You know what I mean? Do something. Maybe they are doing something. But why is this on the, on the, on the uh, you know, on the internet or on, on the newspaper, I don't. You know, I shouldn't even be thinking about this stuff. Now <laughs> I am. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm annoyed now. Yeah, I can see it on your face. You know, make, make some no smiles, just frowns. Yeah. <laughs> Jive ass shit. I could be thinking about Starbucks. You know what I mean? I mean, you're not gonna wipe out. How are we gonna wipe out racism? That's something. If you if you look up or if you watch that KRS documentary, he talks about in great mm-hmm. detail too. You won't racism won't stop because it's within the culture of of uh, of America and the. I think he said it's on the I, language. It's within the language itself. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> the language you paid attention, huh? I did. Good God, Miriam Tazi, quite the student. She could be going all the way. All right. Okay. I wish I did. <laughs> one lecture. Which one was that? Okay, so that's one. If you uh, go to YouTube and look up KRS-One CSULA full lecture, it's about two hours and six minutes, 55 seconds of just pure knowledge. <laughs> pure knowledge. The, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, racism. How do you combat it? What's the cure? What is it? Is it the? Is 
of course we talk about education. Of course we talk about ignorance and all this stuff. Well, you're but saying I mean, that education isn't really – it's more awareness. Yes, awareness is but, the- but also, also not even recognizing. Don't even recognize. Why even pay attention you know, to this side or the other? You know what I mean? If I see, if I see, uh, uh, if you see an artist, right? Mm-hmm. You see an artist, mm-hmm. a director, a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. What the first thing people identify within the community of the filmmakers is say, this is a. It's on iTunes right now. Female comedies, female directors. You know what I mean? If they describe a uh, a movie, they don't do this on iTunes. But if they do this on iTunes. Uh, they they'll say not on iTunes, but if they do this on uh, describing a movie, they say, "Oh yeah, these are this is an African American director. This is these are black movies. These are no no no. These are films. These are all movies. You need to start grouping everything as one. And it's the same thing with the human race. These are humans. Yes, we have different values and political um, uh, beliefs, religious beliefs." Uh, you know, if we use tea and drink tea and sugar <laughs> on our on our right. rice. If we use incense. I don't know. We, there's all sorts of stuff that we all do differently. But at the same time, I mean, it's not going to be a quick fix in a goddamn cup of coffee. No, I mean, it isn't. And in your, and, and, and I get it. Yeah. Well, encouraging the uh, conversation is something that's good for uh, America in a whole. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Enough conversations. Let's just da- – how about acting? Yeah. How, how about doing that? How about making the change? Uh, fuck face. <laughs> how about doing that? Let's act. All right? Jesus. Behave better. Mm. Be nice. That's right, man. Why our actions speak louder than our words? <coughs> Uh-oh. Too much ginger. Uh, You're mm. annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real Malcolm for you right there. <laughs> what do you mean? What's not real? What hasn't been real? What, what, do you, what does that mean? What's Just, the real one? Right now, the one Sickly? that's... Sickly? <laughs> so sickly is, is, is funny. It's oh. funny for you, huh? It's Just, entertaining. You're fed up. Oh, I am fed up. Yeah. But not all the time. sounds. I mean, yeah, I have panic attacks. But no, I mean, it's... That's another thing I need to do. I need to be able to relax, slow down. You know what I mean? Slow it down. This is very true. <laughs> gotta slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it, it's 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 just madness everywhere. I'm talking about myself personally. Now I'm off the race subject, people. Yeah, it's it's uh, it gets you riled up. That's I do. For sure. I get I get I get pumped up, and and that's another thing that I want to uh, you know about the evolution of the podcast is is to to not not vent so much. I mean, yeah, it's okay to complain and you know maybe have a, a interesting dialogue on the show but you don't, you don't really just always complain about work or complain you know what i mean like that person you don't really want to be around that person well it can bring you down you know yeah so i definitely and it affects my mood too because sometimes when i leave when i leave this uh, the the when i finish the podcast and i go somewhere um usually to another job then it's a uh you know i carry that energy with me you know uh yeah, it's uh, it is what healthy. it is. No, it's you know, yeah. I just try, I try to find a common ground with everything. I mean, I've been trying to, man, I've been trying to spend a little bit more more quality time with myself, as far as the gym, what I've been feeding myself, as far as television content. That's why I've been looking at some of these uh, documentaries and uh, lectures online. Because I mean, you just go online and stream it through your Apple TV and. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't even watch any of this stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I watched the, the season finale of Empire. Oh, uh, I got to watch that. I just watched a previous but even, two even, hours, right? Even still, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it was, it was entertaining. It's very, it's a very, very enter- entertaining show. And I think Fox is, is very uh, uh, calculated and smart the way they are, uh, the way they are, are managing the, 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 the team, uh, that makes up Empire, the television show, and inside and out, meaning marketing, music content, uh, uh, merchandise. It's a, it's just got it's just it's it's a phenomenon. It's it's gonna it's already exploded, and it's people are. I hope it lasts. People are and are very, very conscious and very um, uh, curious about um, you know entertainers. The music business mm-hmm. and black people in a whole. It's always been that way in America, whether it be jazz, blues, um, um, uh, you know, re- um, you know the the the, the hip hop birth of hip hop and ongoing. Uh, you know, uh, I just like music history. Yeah, but you know, this is something that, that, that people. And I think they should be very cautious. And I, I saw the, uh, the I posted something on the Terrence Howard request to change the dialogue and the language setting within the the uh, structure of the the television show to make it quote unquote more real. Uh, and you know, him wanting to use the word nigger uh, mm-hmm. within or nigga or however you want to phrase it within there to make it more real. You know what I mean. So you're you're basically gonna gonna bring ignorance. That's unnecessary. You're gonna bring in ignorance within um, uh, the content of this programming that reaches millions. So you you basically what you're saying is you want to uh, you want to promote ignorance, and not only that, you want to to put ignorance in the minds of people in Iowa. You know what I mean? People in 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 in, in rural areas that there aren't many black people, African American people, or just people of color itself, so that this is what they think of you. Now, yeah, there's a lot of killing. Seems to be a lot of killing on this show, uh, but um, but overall, I think the the overall. Um, uh, thing that I see is the, 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 the very colorful nature of a family. Yeah, I mean, they could be the, uh, you know a family that owns a, a chain of dry cleaners or hardware stores or whatever. And this, of course, it's, it's music because it's a little bit more glitz and clam. And that's, mm-hmm. you, you hang that, you dangle that in front of someone's, uh, someone's, someone's face. Uh, they're going to wa- spend an hour with you in their living room than if you own the hardware store. But, uh, but it's a, uh, I think it's a great thing for the cast members, the the directors, the producers, the writers, um, the celebrity music um, uh, producers in it, just because it it, sh- it shows a light uh, that um, uh, you're able to produce something uh, content without showing titties, without saying nigger, without uh, the yeah. Sex. I remember that was something that you were noticing early on. You're like, I like the way it's written. There's no bad words, you know, and all that. Well, stuff. you can pull that off. It's just like a certain comedians that are able to pull it off on stage without saying this, that, or the other. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, condemning someone who does, but sometimes it's kind of cool to see how it's done. And when you, you know, when you invest time and money, you don't miss it. Like I don't miss, no, you, know? you don't miss ignorance. No, you don't. Just <sighs> no, you don't. You, you think don't miss. The, I'm just. I'm talking more just the bad words and stuff like that. Like even I don't still, really miss it. Even, even still, you can be a little bit more creative than that. 
Yeah. You can be a little bit. You know, I can. I look at myself sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it, uh, I would. I, it, I try to evolve to be better. Uh, but at the same, it does, I don't understand it makes me worse for using uh, bad, you know, foul language. But uh, at the same time, when you have the time and you have the uh, uh, the resources to invest in your product, sometimes you can do a really good job, you know. And I think they're doing. I think they're doing a good job in keeping people entertained, uh, and and it's a good look. Um, you know, within the this community, not just the African American community, but also the, the music business itself, in a whole, and and just uh, the structure. I mean, it's it's this version, this year, this uh, this this decade's dynasty, or Dallas when those were colossal hits of the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> those were big, just huge hits. Like you were there when Jr. got shot. It was like a big. Do you remember Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. Ewing? Yeah. You, you just Google it for the no, any, anyone that was born in the eighties or or or, or, yeah, or mom later. Uh, <laughs> it was a huge thing, you know, uh, when when J.R. Ewing got shot, and you know this was uh, Dallas was a uh, a television show about uh, a very wealthy oil family. Uh, Dynasty was another show, <coughs> and I think what was Dynasty? Uh, Dynasty was another show about a wealthy. I mean, all soap operas are kind of like that. Yeah, it's a soap opera about a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sake, if you want to watch it, it goes on back. You know, uh, the Kennedys. Okay, mm-hmm. the Kennedys. Uh, and, you know, uh, founded. Uh, uh, you know, not founded, but you know, the, the birth of a, of a president, ambassadors, senators. You know what I mean? And you know, their their empire was was basically. Built on uh, on distribution of illegal substances, that being at the time alcohol, and uh, a lot of people, you know, may or may not know that or know that history, but I mean, a lot of lives were lost. And I'm not saying at the hands of the Kennedys, but I'm sure a lot of the associates, people associated with, and within the organization and within that uh, group, that infrastructure. You know, people people ended up, you know, face down or belly up somewhere, and uh, people went to prison, people went to jail, and uh, uh, some people succeeded to the highest of heights in these United States of America. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a story that resonates, and it's not a it's not a mm-hmm. new story. So when you take something like Empire, this isn't a new story, but we do have a new cast of characters. That we uh, we enjoy watching, and one of them is Taraji P. Uh, P. Henson. Is that her last name? Taraji's last name? Huh? You know her better than I do. You don't even have uh, have uh, uh, technology in front of you. I have just my phone, but you know I mean, know, it's not on. You're not making. It's making me uh, do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're good at it. I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it stars uh, Terrence Howard, and he's a league. Yeah, Taraji P. Henson plays Cookie, and everyone loves Cookie. You know what I mean? Cookie's she's, everywhere. She's really good. And she deserves it, too. Like, my mom knows uh, uh, knows uh, uh, Taraji's uh, father and, and, I believe, stepmother, um, longtime friends, and she's talked about she's talked about Taraji for, for many a moons, like 
well over a decade or so. I mean, longer. I think I've I've heard her name in the household when she was started out and was struggling and and all that stuff. And uh, it's good to see. It's great to see the progress. And I haven't followed her career that closely, um, but I followed it, and along with Terrence Howard's and a couple other characters uh within the film or the television show but mainly those two and you watch them and, and and to know one thing i know is is i don't know a lot but i know a few things about a few things within the industry when you see you can see the writing on the wall that this is going to go three four five six seven eight nine maybe longer in seasons I hope if, it, so. if it does I a hope run so. like dynasty or I dallas i just worry that it's getting so much hype now that people are going to like it's going to lose its flame you know I just hope not. <clears throat> you know, people get like saturated quick. So Dynasty in Dallas <clears throat> went nine seasons from 19. God. Dynasty went uh, uh, nine seasons, 1981 to 1989. Saga of a wealthy Denver family in the oil business, Blake Carrington. Blake Carrington was, was a pimp, let me tell you, because <laughs> Blake Carrington, a lot of people didn't know, was the voice of Charlie in Charlie's Angels. His name was John Forsyth. And uh, Blake Carrington, uh, the pimp that he was, was the, was the dude that used to uh, issue out the orders for the agents who were the Charlie's Angels. Farrah Fawcett and Jacqueline Smith. You know what I mean? When I met Jack... What? <laughs> Jack- hey, man. That was a big time for my life when I met Jacqueline Smith. Was it last year? It, full circle. God rest her soul. If I would have met Farrah Fawcett, man. Oh, my God. I used to love Farrah Fawcett Majors. Back in the day, her name was Majors because she was, she, was, she was married to Lee Majors, who was the $6 million <laughs> man. This was, this was it. You're talking to a dude. I get excited. <laughs> Don't I? You should just think. You, you should calm down, Mel. I do. I caught the ginger. <laughs> it's not the ginger. Mm. No. The six million dollar man. <laughs> there you go. Man, the six million dollar <laughs> man is a kid growing up with four channels on a box TV with antennas that you had to use a coat hanger sometimes. The six million dollar man was the shit. I mean, you could. It, I mean, we would tune in. We would be we would be on the floor, front and center. Would not <laughs> miss it. Let me tell you. Now, this this is really going to date me. The six million. This is like playing uh, six de- six degrees of uh, Kevin, whatever his name, Bacon. Mm. Farrah Fawcett Majors was married to Lee Majors, the star of the Six Million Dollar Man. The Six Million Dollar Man started out nineteen. 19- 1974 and ran in 1978 after after crippled in a uh, after a crippled test pilot is rebuilt with nuclear powered limbs and implants he serves as a unique intelligence agent simple and plain mm. simple and plain man simple and plain <laughs> <laughs> nothing simple and plain about that at all it's it's what happened to him? What simple, happened to his limbs? Man. What he, happened he to wrecked. his limbs? He was coming in. He was coming <laughs> in at an angle. It was, on the, on the, it was like a space shuttle before the space shuttle because this was 74. Oh, right? of 
course. <laughs> Maybe there was a space shuttle in '74. I don't know, but uh, but but he was coming in, and, and 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 all hell broke loose in his plane, and he couldn't couldn't get it together and crashed. And lost all his limbs. Lost his arm, two legs, uh, and an eye. Oh. I believe it was. And they they put bionic parts in there. At the time, it cost six million dollars. I see. See, today it would be something crazy. Six million dollars. How did he pay for all that? He was a pimp. Oh. Oscar Goldman came to his life. So Oscar Goldman, Oscar Goldman was 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 like the head of the uh, of the agency. I forget what the name of the agency was, mm-hmm. but Oscar Goldman was like, this is a unique opportunity because this man's revered. You know what I mean? Mm. And he's a pilot. You know what I mean? And he's married to Farrah Fawcett. Right. You know, but not in the TV show. <laughs> TV show, he wasn't married to Fa- Farrah Fawcett. But in real life. But you know what I mean? <laughs> we can re- we can rebuild him and uh, and you know make things happen. You know, we can send him in. He can run 60 miles an hour, jump, wow. bend things. You know, he can do all sorts of stuff. Wow. And you're not, you don't even care. <laughs> she does. She's making fun of me. Speaking of the $6 million man, I was in the gym today. This dude had no leg. I was in the gym walking around. He had a, a bionic leg, you know, a limb. Mm-hmm. A, uh, what do they call it? Prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Prosthetic limb mm-hmm. that functioned. Mm-hmm. Fully, just like a leg. He, he didn't limp. He was walking. Why you know are you making mean? it look like he was a robot? He just said. I thought he was like. I thought he was like a, a RoboCop man. He had the leg, and it was just it had titanium, like like Lieutenant Dan. So was he wearing? It was like was Lu- he wearing shorts? Yeah. It looked cool too, man. It looked. You're gonna fuck with him. He could kick you and like. Oh yeah, look- he could blow you out. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> He can blow you up. But no, the fact that he's in Practice. there, he's in that's there, the right? Shit. His mind. Respect. That's right. That's right. And his you know mind, how long it must have taken him to get to that point? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was bitching and complaining 10 minutes earlier. And you have both your legs. Both my Shame legs, my arm, and my eye. And I don't have Farrah Fawcett majors. But that's all right. I was bitching and complaining a few minutes earlier because I couldn't do pull ups. Like, I, I used to be able to do, like, many pull ups. Hmm. And now I was doing, uh, I did five sets of like five to six pull-ups, struggling, legs kicking, waving all over, wiggling, <laughs> old dude in the gym with the white socks on. Because they don't wear white socks anymore in the gym. They don't wear white socks. What do they wear? Like black socks or colored socks or some shit. Really? I mean, look like church socks to me. <laughs> I can't wear no- ch- thin ones? I can't wear church socks. <laughs> you know? But the kids today, that's what they wear. They wear- Colored socks? No, they're like Nike or something like Nike or, Nike or Adidas or stuff. Yeah, that's how you know you're old. Right? Or African. <laughs> yeah, Nike. <laughs> Mike Ty. My boy Simon was from, from from Cameroon. He was from Africa. That mug would come in. Mike Ty. I like Mike Ty. I was like, who? Mike Ty. Mike Ty. <laughs> I, I used to work for this distribution company to give you guys listening because I know I'm all over the place. <clears throat> this distribution company, we get all these cast of characters that would come in. You know, when you work a blue collar job, you just get people from all walks of life. And we'd hire people weekly. One of them was this cat named Simon from Africa. Always smiling. Simon. Happy to have a job, right? Yeah, happy to be in America. Happy. Yeah. Every time he'd be like, good morning. Every time, good day, good morning. I like Mike Ty. <laughs> I like Mike Ty. And I'm like, why do you keep telling me? He knew I worked out back in those days. I was a little bigger. You know what I mean? Chest out. I had traps. A little stronger. And uh, I could do a lot more pull-ups, man. I was probably doing, you know, sets of five, anywhere from, I don't know, 12 to 15 
pull-ups at a time. So I would knock those things out. Like it was nothing today. I was struggling, Miriam Tazi. You know, but it's no big deal. I'll do them for the next six weeks or something. Maybe I'll be up to 10 with no problem. But right now, today, I do good. So Simon will come in and be like, yeah, man, Mike Tai, Mike Tai. Well, why? Well, okay, Mike Tai. And he's like, I like, we watch Mike Tai, and he had his fist up. And finally, you know, I was like, oh, okay, he was Mike Tyson. <laughs> you like Mike Tyson? Yes, I like. And he would just say, Mike Tai, Mike Tai. That's all he needed. Mike Tai. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Mike Tai. I like Mike Tai, too. I'm a big fan of Mike Tai. What was I talking about this? And the, uh, yeah, so the dude was bionic. I saw him in the gym and, uh, yeah, just the mindset. Because when your mind's right, your body responds. Mm. Yeah, his mind probably wasn't right for a while, though. Your mind That's what I'm is saying, right. what he must have I gone mean, through mentally and physically to get to where he's Yeah, at. there were times when I look back and I just remember my mind being right and my body was right. And then there are times when it's not and the body suffers and... There are times when my mind was just just in this different state where I would be running, jumping, just all sorts. It's just weird how that works. It's just weird. You know what I mean? Where's Oscar Goldman when I need him? You have to rebuild me. Mm. But you can't. You got to rebuild yourself, right? That's true. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah, I was talking about uh, what kind of podcast is this? I was talking about uh, – uh, dynasty. So yeah, if uh, if, if if Empire is oh, yeah. able, I know. Well, <laughs> I forgot just, about yeah. that. <laughs> I'm all over. If Empire is able to go, you know, eight, you know, years or something like that, those people will never have to work yeah, again. Yeah, but now, but nowadays, like three <clears throat> or four years is kind of a long time. You know, yeah, it's because they do seasons relative. within a season, so they're not doing. They're not doing the full 23 episodes like they used to do, like 13 yeah. or something. Yeah, there's all that too, like li- yeah. less episodes or yeah. like seasons starting in one one year and finishing the other. It was yeah. just, Things are definitely changing with the whole television episode season thing. I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say, but I, I doubt eight years. I don't think anything will last eight years. Our attention spans aren't 13. big enough. But it'll it'll last a few years, I hope, you know? And then it'll make them go on to bigger and bigger, better things. <clears throat> but yeah, it's a good show. I think so. I think it's uh, it is entertaining. Yeah, back in the day, I'm looking at it right now. If you got a full episode back in the day, 27 episodes, like a full season, full season, season four of Dynasty was 27 episodes. And uh, yeah, those oil tycoons, man, we would we would tune in. I remember my mama, my mom, my mama, mama say mama sa, mama, mama say mama sa, mama, mama. Did you see? This is why, because I know it's crunch time, and I have to be at another job, and I'm looking at the clock, and I know I have to get all this stuff out. I didn't think you were going to be able to do this today, so. And I, I, I got to get all this stuff out, stuff that isn't even prepared, okay? <laughs> because you guys probably out. listening think that there's like some sort of chalkboard, not even a chalk. That's again, I'm dating myself. Chalkboard. Some sort of. <laughs> What do they call? What, what do they use for the board? Message board or something? What do they call it these days? <laughs> what? Oh my god! You mean like a whiteboard? A now? white? A what? Now it's a whiteboard. It's not white. a blackboard anymore. It's so it's not a blackboard. So you can write with the. And then the they used to have the kind who was a projector. Remember that kind? Yeah. Of, so you put the like film on there and you write <laughs> on it, and it would project it, and it was like a light and heat, and I was look at it and be like, "How the hell?" 
You know what oh I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't ch- exist in any studio, though. I don't know what studio you're talking about. That's not, a classroom. <laughs> not in this one. But back to my point, people. There's nothing, no, nothing written down, nothing prepared. But I knew in my mind I got to go through all this stuff, this, 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 this imaginary checklist to make sure that you guys get this important content <laughs> for your listening pleasure. So That's important. That's what's up, people. What do you want from so me? Important. I give you an hour and 17 minutes and counting of entertainment. Good. Uh, good. Dynasty, <laughs> Dallas, Empire. Uh, Empire. Farrah Fawcett Majors? <laughs> she was married to Lee Majors? I mean, to know Lee Majors. Lee Majors was so big, it's at one point. Everyone wanted to be Lee Majors. I mean, he, he had the, he was like Jay Z. He was <laughs> <laughs> Lee Majors. Wow. Basically, think about it for a minute because there was no rap, right? Okay. So Lee Majors had the girl. So just like Jay-Z has uh, B, mm-hmm. right? Beyonce, is that what they call her, B? Is that what they call her? Bay or something, B, something, I don't know. What? <laughs> so old. <laughs> what do they call her? You mean Beyonce? Yeah. I don't I don't call her by her nicknames, okay? I'm, I'm not just close to, like that with her. I'm, this shit just got like real that. on yeah. American Riddle. So he's got Beyonce. That was like it's just like, you know, you have these power couples, is what I'm trying to say. Like like, you know, like Barack and Michelle, you know what I mean? Mm. Who else is a power couple out there? There's not many of them. There's not many Oh, Brangelina. Yeah, they're a power couple. They're a good couple. George Clooney and his wife. Yeah, but you know, she's a new jack. She hasn't earned her stripes yet. She, okay. You know I mean, she hasn't earned she's her She's actually earned real stripes no, no, comparatively. But, okay, can no, we no, get no, that no. straight? Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. She is. She's respected. She does a lot for, 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 the, for world uh, causes and stuff like that. But at the same time. Yeah, that's all. No, no, no. <laughs> You're brushing <laughs> No, no, not. no world not. causes for the, and for whatnot. The, for the record, because I have been trying to work with George Clooney for a couple of years now with his uh, tequila project. So for the record, <laughs> I do respect and hold her up, you know, in high regard. But I'm just saying as a power couple, they've uh, been on the couple scene for a long okay. time yet. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm not discrediting her, okay. you know, her c- contributions. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. What other power couples are there out there? Huh? Oprah. Oh yeah, and, and Stedman. Stedman, huh? But Stedman, <laughs> let me tell you something. Not, he Everybody doesn't want to be highlight. Stedman. What? Everybody wants to be George Clooney, right? Right? Why? Because she's the powerful one and he's not. Doesn't like, matter. He's George Clooney. No, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Brad what? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> 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 Wait, hear me out, because this is gonna make sense. Okay. No, I'm doesn't I'm not again, I'm not matter. I'm not discrediting anything that, that she's done. Uh, what's his wife's name anyway? Uh, you can't even tell me, see? You don't know what you're talking about, G-O-R-G. Something A-M something. All right. <clears throat> I'm not discrediting anything that uh, that Amal. Amal. Amal Clooney. I'm not discrediting anything that she's done, uh, but at the same time, like I said, he sh- they haven't been a couple yet to actually go out, you know, be do couple things together. You know what I mean? And they will. They have. They probably have. I just don't know about them. We know about fucking Starbucks. But uh, 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 Brad Pitt, Angelina, you, they're always out there. Boom, boom, knocking it out. Stedman, 
eh, they're always separate. You know Stedman's there. Clooney, you know what I mean? Oh, it's Clooney. Boom, here I am. You know what I mean? He's at Capitol Hill. He's doing this. He marries her. She's done this. He's done. She's done that. You know what I mean? Now they're together. You'll probably see, you know, boom, them in, you know, on the front lines. You know what I mean? Getting it done. Getting it doing the real deal. That's what I'm trying to say, Miriam Tazi. Mm. This is the real deal, people. The uh, 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 Jay Z and Beyonce. You see them. They're on the front lines. They're doing it. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm just saying. <laughs> As a couple, all like, I'm saying, I was about to be like, what are they, what are they doing? All HBO specials? No, but but that's what I'm saying. They're they're doing something. I'm not saying their contributions. I'm not even having that dialogue. I'm just saying as a as a couple, like 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 Kennedy and Jackie O. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'd like to. You know what I mean? Like Prince. Well, it's like Method Man was on a show today, and he, they were like, what? Whose shoes would you want to like yeah. walk in? Because he's doing a movie I mean, I with really Adam Sandler, to, and would, he said. What is it? Blue Ivy? Like I want to be her. You know? I yeah. Love to yeah. The, the the baby or the dog. The, Those are the things you want to <laughs> be in this this life because they take care of the dogs much better than they take care of their neighbors, friends, brothers, and sisters. But if you're a baby or you're a dog, you're, you're you got a you got a smooth, smooth, smooth uh, uh, lifestyle. Um, you know what I mean? It's yeah, true. That's behind yeah, like, Motherfuckers, dogs can carry it around in a purse. Yeah. They don't got to pay for their, their ticket on a plane. <laughs> Motherfuckers can do whatever they want. Come up and sit on a counter yeah, in a damn store. After them. Fucking go, I see him on top up. of a damn computer at an Apple store. Fucking dog. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah, I mind. <laughs> That's your dog. But, you know, whatever. So powerful, <laughs> powerful couples. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a, there's, a, there's a lot of them. Uh, <clears throat> maybe we'll explore that. And we'll put that on the list on the chalkboard on the, uh, for, the, for, the, for the next show. So think about that, people. Mm. What okay. else? What else we got, huh? How are you living, your huh? mental checklist. Uh, you done you're getting your ready to go uh, go to Morocco and uh, mm-hmm. break it down and have some tagine and mm-hmm. and wear silk and gowns and. and <laughs> I eat, don't change the way I dress eat, when I'm there. <laughs> eat dates and yeah and. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know horses, what's going to be. In, no horses. Castles oh. and 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 swords. If that's how you see Morocco, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sort of, not exactly. <laughs> Just family. The show is coming back. That's a show that's filmed in Morocco. What's it called? Uh, Renegade or what's that show called? Oh, uh, Tyrants or something Tyrant. like that? Yeah, Tyrants coming back on FX. I, I don't think I ever really watched the first season of it. <clears throat> Sorry. Probably have to do my homework. Uh, oh, yeah, you won't be podcasting then. We'll have to have to a guest, uh, guest podcaster. What do they call it? Guest hostess with the mostess. There you go. Good luck at that, man. I might lose my gigs. I've been trying to catch up with, yeah, you might. You might lose all your gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. You're a non-lucky person. But I got your back, Miriam Tazi. Remember that, people. And you guys remember, too, I got your back, too. I appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys, uh, you guys and gals have, uh, you know, you've, you've learned absolutely nothing on this, uh, hour and 20 something minute <laughs> podcast, but I do appreciate, uh, you know, all the feedback and comments and go ahead shoot me a tweet. Uh, you can find me, you know, just Google Malcolm Riddle and I'm all there. You know, it's all, you know, from, 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 from there. I'm all there, you know, you Google my name, it comes up, Nudie you know what I mean? As my boy Ice-T says, from the pineapple to the big apple, you know, it's, it's uh, big ups to my man Ice-T. If you want to check out his podcast, it's a better version of mine. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it is, uh, you know, it's going to come along. It's going to be, it's still an evolution. We're going to get there one show at a time. Domino motherfucker. 